Coordinated, Episode 213, Coordinator Savings Time. Greetings, AP Coordinators. Derek Ameta here, Senior Director, AP Coordinator Experience for the AP Program, and former AP Coordinator. And I'm Carly Suge, School Counselor and AP Coordinator. Thanks for joining us for what we hope will be a conversation that will save you time. And that definitely makes this the right place to be to hear all the latest and greatest in the world of AP coordinators. Let's get to it. You're ready. I'm ready. Time is on our side. And it's time to get coordinated. Good morning, Carly. Good morning, Derek. Let's go, let's go, let's go. <laughs> Pardon me. I did not know you were in such a rush this morning. I'm not. I just don't like wasting time. I'm busy. I'm a mom. I'm an AP coordinator. I'm a school counselor. Time is precious, you know. I can understand, especially since as we record this, we are coming up on daylight savings time here in the United States meaning we're about to spring forward and quote-unquote lose an hour of time. We'll be setting the clocks forward one hour. Correct. So I'm very interested in our topic today. I mean, who doesn't like to save time? Instead of daylight savings time, coordinator savings time should be a thing. What do you say? Hmm. I say, if nothing else, over the past several months of working together— I've learned to bob my head and say, yes, Carly. <laughs> of course, Carly. Great idea, Carly. It, it keeps the conversation going in the right direction. Derek, you are learning. <laughs> Who says you can't teach an old dog new? Hey, 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 <laughs> hey. Easy there. Uh, <laughs> let's get back on track. We're talking about saving time. And the past couple of episodes... We've been talking about things that might occur in May, things that may require an AP coordinator to complete an incident report and or make a phone call to AP services for educators. Right. But here's an idea. What if, what if today we flip that conversation and talk about some common things that come up during testing that do not require an IR and do not require a call to AP services. How does that sound? That sounds an awful lot like the table we see in the AP Coordinator's Manual, Part 2, on page 83. You got it. As usual, you are correct. <laughs> I love talking about this for the reason mentioned at the top of the episode. Time is precious, especially during AP exams. We don't want to waste any time or energy doing something that was not required. I imagine many AP coordinators are bobbing their heads up and down as they listen to that. For sure. So let's spend a few minutes talking about this now and recommend that AP coordinators share this information and share this episode with their proctors as well. I like it. A little bit of time now potentially saves a lot of time later. A good return on investment. Which ones did you want to talk about, Derek? This table is long. That's that's a good point. Let's let's just um hmm. 
How about if we just talk about the ones that we have firsthand experience with, things that we actually had happen at our schools during testing? Sounds good to me. I'll start. So, Derek, what if, what if during an AP exam, one of my students circled their answers in the multiple choice exam booklet, but they forgot to bubble their answer sheet? Okay. So, first, no IR is needed. Please inform the student that credit will only be given for answers marked on the answer sheet. Do not transcribe student responses onto the answer sheet unless the student has an approved accommodation to do so. And by the way, this is something that proctors should be watching for during the exam before it's too late. Absolutely. So a related scenario. What if my student writes their answers in the incorrect booklet? Similar situation here. Again, no IR is needed. Please inform the student that credit will only be given for answers written in the free response booklet. Once more, do not transcribe those student responses into the free response booklet or written response booklet unless the student has an approved accommodation for this. If proctors are watching for this as they walk the floor, hmm, well, hopefully it never happens. Yes. Another great reminder for proctors. All right, Derek, I have to admit, this one happens to me every single year. Oh boy. I can't wait to hear this one. Every year, I have a student who places their AP ID label or AP exam label in the wrong place. Know the feeling? Yep. We are all familiar with this, especially with students who are taking an AP exam for the first time. Good news, though. No IR is needed. A misplaced label will not impact the scoring of the answer sheet or Section 2 booklet. In fact, students should leave the label where they placed it on the answer sheet or exam booklet, even if it's in the wrong place. Do not try to remove it. And Carly... In my experience, this is a key point to share with proctors. I've seen proctors actually try to help students remove a misplaced label, and sadly, they tear a hole in the answer sheet. Not good. So be sure proctors know to just leave a misplaced label alone. This is one time where being helpful is not the right thing to do. Perfect. So here's another one that happens almost every year. What if I have a student arrive late for their testing session? Boo. (laughs) Again, no IR is needed. And the answer to this question depends on how late the student is. According to the manual, a student may be admitted and tested if they arrive before the other exam takers have finished filling out the identification information on their answer sheets. This is assuming the school considers the cause of the student's late arrival to be beyond the student's control. If the student arrives after the exam has actually begun, unfortunately, it's too late. The student cannot be admitted and cannot test in that room with the other students. Good question, Carly. Man, this is getting tough. 
How about an easy one? No can do. But I'm down to my last two scenarios. Don't let me down, Derek. (laughs) I'll try. (laughs) Derek, what if a student does not have an AP ID label sheet, but does know their AP ID? Good one. So in this case, the student should write their AP ID on the answer sheet and any other exam materials. Now, just in case, the proctor should call this out for the AP coordinator. The AP coordinator should then sign into AP registration and ordering to verify the student's AP ID after the exam. If a correction is needed, the coordinator may correct the AP ID on the student's behalf and no IR is needed. Okay, so my last one is a variation of that same scenario. What if a student does not have their AP ID label sheet, but this time they don't know their AP ID? Okay, so in this case, the student should leave the fields for AP ID, leave those fields blank on their answer sheet and on their exam materials. Again, leave it blank. It's not a problem. Let the AP coordinator know after the exam. The AP coordinator can verify the AP ID, and then the AP coordinator can fill it in on the exam materials on behalf of the student. And just like everything else we talked about in this episode, no IR is needed. Okay, hold on a second. Something just crossed my mind on the last two what-if scenarios. What if this happens during one of the world language or music theory exams? I ask because students will be recording responses as part of the exam. Doesn't the student need their APID before then? Correct. They, they definitely do, and I'm glad you brought this up. If the student is taking an exam in AP French, German, Italian, or Spanish language and culture, or AP music theory, please contact the AP coordinator immediately. The AP coordinator will need to look up the student's AP ID in AP registration and ordering immediately. The student needs to know their AP ID to record their responses during section two of the exam. And it's important that the AP ID has been double checked and is correct for the student recording. Is that it? (laughs) That's it for the ones I'm familiar with. However, that's not everything. More scenarios are listed on the table in the manual. Many more. Conveniently, that sounds like a coordinated call to action. What do you say? I say, fellow AP coordinators, embrace coordinator savings time. Please make yourself familiar with the table of reasons that do not require an IR. Don't do any unnecessary work. Don't call AP services when you don't need to. And hey, share the information and this podcast episode with your proctors as well. A little sharing of information prior to AP exams can help everyone, students, proctors, and coordinators, stay coordinated. AP coordinators, thanks again for your valuable time. Be sure to join us next week as we talk about an important date that's right around the corner. March 15th is almost here. Time to polish up everything 
in AP registration and ordering. We want our exam order to shine with accuracy. Carly, I'm not even sure that makes sense. Can you save me? (laughs) I got you, Derek. Fellow AP coordinators, I'll say it for the record. We shine the brightest. And for all our support of AP students, yep, our support. AP coordinators, we are truly good as gold. AP coordinators, we're back. The annual back-to-school workshop just for AP coordinators is back and better than ever. Year after year, this is by far the most popular and well-attended event for AP coordinators. Workshops are available during the day, evening, and even on the weekends. They launch in July and continue through September. Plan on joining us just before your school year begins. Check out the show notes for a link to register right now, or you can go to collegeboard.org slash AP Coordinator Experience. That's collegeboard.org slash AP Coordinator Experience. Register now for your preferred date and time, and we'll see you at the workshop. (laughs) 